that's another thing that we'll be forever grateful to Socrates for that that medicine and teaching are the same. Okay. But, you know, just like, you know, it's even easier with teaching. You know, we, we know it's bad grammar to say uh, that you're going to learn somebody because it's not a transitive verb. Just like healing, we shouldn't be using that as a transitive verb. Right. You can't tr- heal somebody any more than you can than you can learn them, but you can teach them, you know. So this is um, this is an interesting question. Um, when you encounter a patient, you know when you're um, there's obviously this this relationship between thought and feeling. There's obviously you know this concept of chi, which can seem really nebulous to people that don't work with it. You know, every sure, day. sure. Um, so I guess to to demystify acupuncture a little bit, um, what what are you doing, like, in your head? What are you doing in your body, like, when you are working with a patient? What's happening internally? Yeah, I mean, I'll demystify, but it is also pretty mystic. Right? <laughs> People are. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, it does really matter what's going on inside of me. That's, that's like, you know, the, one of the clearest things I've ever seen in, in, in my practice. Um, so, I, um, you know, things like whether, whether I've, uh, meditated enough that day or, you know, whether, you know, uh, you know, I have to take care of, make sure that I'm, um, eating appropriately, um, drinking enough water and things like that. It, it seems like it really matters. Like there is this, this, um, this element of, um, I don't know, this is just kind of getting into speculation, but, you know, we know how much skin-to-skin um, skin matters uh, with, a, with a newborn baby and connecting with the mom. Uh, I do think that there's something like that going on in, in acupuncture, uh, you know, as, as, I'm feeling their, as I'm feeling their pulse or as I'm doing some body work and, and certainly as I'm uh, needling a point. Uh, you know, it matters what my nervous system is doing. Right. Yeah, and there is, there is, you know, and that's that's very much, you know, the Suen uh, says it pretty unequivocally that at the essence of of, of acupuncture is resonance. Of, uh, you know, so I think that's that's very important. How about you? What do you think? Well, I um, I think there's a lot of components to it. So I think uh, right now where I'm in my practice, which maybe will go away. Is a big like rational component where yeah. I like, you know, I've always got my brows furrowed and I'm always mm-hmm. thinking like, you know, what is what exactly is that? Like, what's going on down there? Um, but then, like, often when it comes to needling, um, it doesn't happen up here. It really right. kind of happens like, um, particularly when I'm doing uh, Japanese acupuncture uh, styles. It's a bit. The needling is much more superficial, so um, sometimes, uh, you know, I am looking for, like, a nice grab around the needle, where the yeah. fascia actually grabs the needle um, in, like, Chinese acupuncture styles. But in Japanese, you know, you're you're going in, like, three millimeters, five millimeters, very, very shallow. Yeah. And so in that case, like, when I needle a point, what I'm really looking for is um, they say that the practitioner, like, when you get the chi, it's 
the practitioner suddenly takes a deep breath. Sure, know? yeah. Or when you get the chi, you have like a sinking feeling in your little abdomen. Like yeah, there's yeah. just like a weight placed there. Sure, um, yeah. So, yeah, it's things like that. Yeah, like it's definitely a feeling that you're looking for to know like, okay, yeah, this point has done what it needs to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But but there is there is a big uh, rational component. Right yeah, now. I don't I don't want to diminish that at all. I agree with that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So do you? Does it diminish over time? Like, do you become more intuitive and less rational with more and more years of practice? Um. No, I don't think so. And I'm always I'm, I'm always part of what I love about acupuncture is um, it's 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 so so big you know you know even if i were just studying the history of it it would take many lifetimes because it's been around for so long but um uh you know even just looking at it as it presents to myself uh you know uh, just directly there's always so much i can think about so I'm, I'm i'm probably reinventing how i how i think about the channels um at least every six months. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, really, like, oh, yeah, really yeah. Uh, so, so no, I don't want to diminish it all. I'm, I'm very much thinking about these things right. all the, all the time. Yeah. That, that is one of the great things about acupuncture is that it is, uh, it is a body work technique fundamentally, but it is, uh, it at the very least has this incredible theoretical backing yeah. uh, that even if it is less exalted in the Imperial Academy, like, it is still. It has the theoretical backing of you know the yeah. thousands of years of of uh, Chinese research, Chinese inquiry. Um, so it does. You know that, that's one of the things I love about it is that it's yeah. simultaneously so rational and yeah. so physical. Yeah. Where I think we do get trapped in the mind in the, in the West. Yeah. Um, so and if I can interrupt. No, I, I think um, I think what happened in the Imperial Academy is that they they. They tried to finish it. You know, they tried to, to, to truly make it definitive. And, and I think that killed it, you know, like, right. because I think it's got to keep on growing. And I think that that's another thing I learned so well at St. John's that, you know, just like philosophy is not a technology that can be handed down from generation to generation, that everybody has to, every individual has to go through philosophy, him or herself, and, yeah. and really, you know, work with those questions and, and see which of those are are, are, are truly the, the hard ones for, for you and, and, you know, how that changes you as you go through it. Same thing with acupuncture. And I think they, they tried to make it this thing that they could just hand you in a, in a book. So, so no wonder it's, it stopped working as well for them right. as, as, as it did um, when, uh, when it was an apprenticeship, when it was uh, you yes. know, something that, that, that you really had to figure out your own relationship to. So... Um... Two two tough questions about translation and yeah. like people people not understanding you know what we're talking about right. So one of the things I've struggled with as a St. John's graduate is when I say philosophy, everybody else hears a different word than what I'm saying. Sure, <laughs> yes. No, I mean you probably hear. I, I, I almost quell from uh, from saying the word philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. So like. You you said that uh, you said it very elegantly. Remind me what you, you said. Oh, I have no idea. Well, that's so philosophy. Like it has, something has to be. It can't oh, be sure. passed down from generation yeah, to generation. Yeah. It really has to kind of be experienced more. Yeah. Or less. yeah. Um, so, like, how do you say that you come across somebody who is a young person who's passionate about philosophy? They're you know reading all of these, um, you know, interested in the Hegelian dialectic. They're interested in um, all these concepts that they're 
coming across either in their standard philosophy classroom or on the internet as they pursue their interests? Like what, how do you, like, how do you take what you know? How do you take the philosophy that you've come to understand and help guide them into somewhere that is um, perhaps more rewarding to them, you know? Yeah. I'll talk this into medicine too, because I, I feel like it's another thing that we'll be forever grateful to Socrates for, that, that, medicine and teaching are the same okay you know just like you know it's even easier with teaching you know we know it's bad grammar to say uh that you're going to learn somebody because it's not a transitive verb just like healing we shouldn't be using that as a transitive verb you can't heal somebody any more than you can than you can learn them but you can teach them you know matters uh you know everybody knows what it is to have a good teacher right uh that's really gonna help give you the best context where you can connect to your own excitement. You know, what, what is it that intrigues you about something? And then, and then that teacher can, can help you run with that. And I think it's the same, same thing with, with healing. It's about, okay, what, how can, how can I, as the practitioner, help somebody connect with something that is going to give them excitement, uh, you know, animation, intrigue, whatever, whatever the, the word is, is right for that person and then be able to, to help them run with that. Um, so to, to answer your question, I think it's looking for, in case of the, the, the student who's, um, who's, who's picked up some, some information from a philosophy class, really figuring out what, what excites them about that. You know, what, right. what can turn it into something instead of being an external, hey, historically this is what people thought, or you know, right. even uh, you know, in a purely intellectual way, oh, this is... This is something that people say is interesting versus, okay, what does it really do inside of me? How can this be a part of who I am? Um, The other difficult point is uh, it's somewhat related in that people are stuck in their way of thinking about perhaps reality, perhaps medicine, you know, and inevitably we find people that, aren't interested in acupuncture or think that, you know, we're not, we're not to be taken seriously, um, you know, and what, like, what is your interaction with the kind of person that thinks that this isn't medicine, you know? Sure. Or has a very different definition of medicine? Yeah. If they're all at all open to it, I always recommend that they do, or, you know, offer for them just to try it. Um, right. Uh, you know, as we were talking earlier, it's not, it's not like you have to hold your breath to, to be able to, to feel what acupuncture can do. I mean, the, the results are, are relatively immediate. Um, and, you know, I playfully like to tell people that, you know, we could probably reconstruct all the, all the channels of acupuncture in a, in a course of treatments because, you know, they, you needle a point and they, they, they feel it shoot to another point on that channel or they feel it activated on the opposite side of their body or something like that. There's nothing, that part of acupuncture is not at all esoteric um or mystical it is it is very empirical very very direct and, and so that's that's kind of my approach is um to just uh see if, if someone like that can engage with it and, and at the very least can see that um you know it's it's not it's not anything that i'm um you know fooling myself about or whatever i think they can usually see that it's something you know I'm, i i really believe in and really um engaged with this is returning back to the question about like what's happening internally. Um, one of the things I remember very distinctly from 
uh, your treatments, you know, when I received them from you, was the chi sensation. You know, mm-hmm. the you were just talking about it, like it it radiates say up the channel, and, yeah. You know, um, so tell me, uh, tell me what's happening there, like from a practitioner perspective, because we. We learn about, say, manipulations in school. We learn about, you know, twist the needle like this, you know, lift and thrust, like go up and down, you know. And even, you know, dry uh, physical therapists, they learn about the difference between piston and, you know, oh, interesting. twirling yeah. and all these different sure. interventions. Um, but I wonder, uh, yeah, what, what are you doing to a needle, you know, when you are uh, propagating chi up the channel, for example? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that is very palpational and empirical for me. Like, um, you know, I'll, I'll use the pulse or whatever, uh, diagnostics to kind of get me to that channel and then get me probably to that point. Maybe I'll palpate to along the channel to find the point, but, but then when I actually go to manipulate it, it's very much, I'm just looking at that, uh, at that spot or, or, you know, I guess the, the diagnostics have informed me of, you know, kind of what level I'm going to be at and, uh, you know, whether it's going to be very superficial or, or moderate or deep. Um, but then I'm really just seeing what happens when I needle it. I really like, um, I guess this is the Ling Shu that, uh, says that the, the essence of all acupuncture is finding, uh, emptiness and fullness. Right. So, so that's what I'll do. And I'll kind of, you know, um, even for the moment, uh, suspend judgment of, of what I think it's going to be based on, um, you know, what I've diagnosed, um, you know, because it can be complex, you know, even if I think that, um, fundamentally the channel's deficient. And so I might, you know, simple in a simple way, think, okay, well, I'm going to find empty points. Well, you know, of course, one cause of, uh, deficiency would be that there's a blockage somewhere along there. So I'm really just uh, trying to go to that point and see, well, what does it do when I needle? You know, does it does it feel really thick around that needle? Does it, as I'm lifting and thrusting, is it really ad- adhering to that needle? Um, yeah. In that case, then I'll, I'll usually keep on working with it until I feel like it can relax, uh, can open up. Or the opposite, if the point turns out to be really empty, I'll keep on kind of gently encouraging it to to fill up a little bit. All right. And so there is there is a good amount of discernible physical movement in the yeah movement. definitely yeah and then like one thing that I've experienced from other acupuncturists that emphasize the Chinese style I've I've come to emphasize the Japanese style because yeah. I'm I don't know maybe I'm lazy <laughs> maybe uh, you know my patients tend to um, they respond negatively to stronger stimulation very mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that really stuck out with me when I was treated by you was that um, although the stimulation was strong, yeah. it was never overwhelming. Yeah. You know? And yeah. like how does how does that work for you? How do you yeah. like, you know control it? And that is something I, I emphasize probably even every single treatment session that I'll, I'll keep on uh, re- reminding the client that I'm working with of, of, of um, this is not this is not a modality of suffering that this is uh, the, the strongest I ever wanted to be is like a hurts good you know you know like a like an itch that you have that uh, that you start working on it and it hurts but it feels good because it's moving things but if it's causing uh, and I'll just be really um, um, exp- uh, you know uh, really simple about it that if 
if it's causing pain that's making them not be able to relax, then we're just kind of wasting our time. I think we're just moving things around. You know, if I'm trying to relax this channel over here and it's causing um, enough discomfort that I'm tightening up over here, we're just moving the pathology. So I think that it's really more the, the trust and the, and the communication with the, with the client of, of really trying to, and, and trying to follow that, that um, you know, kind of like what they'll talk about like in, in yoga, uh, like finding or stretching in general, like finding that edge of where, where can it be um, painful, maybe, or, you know, it's a different sense of the word pain, you know, it's more like sensation, mm-hmm. you know, as you know, like uh, most acupuncture um, feelings, you might be inclined to call them pain before you get to know them, but then you can start really differentiating and saying, well, no, it's, it's a pressure there, or it's an achiness, or it's a, you know, all these different sensations that can occur, but it's, it's not suffering, it's not uncomfortable, it's something I can relax with. Do you think that patients have to feel something in order for the treatment to work? Uh, my experience is no, they don't have to, but they okay. usually do. Um, uh, this is probably my bias. I don't even know if this is true, but I, I do think I believe that I have to feel something. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so I guess the last question would be, um, it's kind of our wrap-up question, uh, which is, what is the one most important thing for everyone, all of the viewers, to know so that they can be happier and healthier? Hmm. Hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back to that concept of 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 G. Uh, you know, again, the the dart that that uh, keeps on pulling me into my illness. Um, uh, I think I think what fundamentally makes us, you know, whatever we want to call it, that, that word healthier or happier, is um, giving ourselves first permission to be ourselves. I think this is one of the nice things about about acupuncture. You know, we needle a painful place. Uh, and it's it's a two part um, affirmation. It's an affirmation that this part hurts, but in a certain way, again, you know, like this this this, this uh, strange medicine of, of needling a place that that hurts. You know, in some ways, making it hurt more. Uh, of just like being able to um, accept who I am, even if it's something I don't like. I think acceptance doesn't mean that you have to like it. Acceptance means just um, acknowledging that something is. Because, you know, especially in the case of the body, you can't change it until you accept it. You can't change it unless it's a part of you. And I think a lot of uh, illness, again, to use that word, is where we start feeling disintegrated. We start feeling like, you know, people will come in and, and start talking about the arm like it's you know, not their arm anymore. Um, and, and so being able to accept this part back in, even though it's not how I want it to be yet, but can I be... Um, can I have that acceptance to, to be able to start the process of kind of the way I like to think of it is uh, letting go of who I was so that I can be who I am and who I'm becoming. That's to me the, the essence of, of what healing is. And um, people are always asking me like, oh, who do you see for acupuncture? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, obviously, I go to somebody when, like, if I have back pain, I can't can't read yeah. my own back too well. But um, I guess you know, with what we're talking about, with needling technique, with whether we're talking about it, not uh, avoiding transference, you know, um, 
and taking care of yourself in order to be able to care for other people and having real palpable results in the treatment room. Uh, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about like the cultivation of a practitioner. Sure. And how people can get better at at being practitioners. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's uh, a big part of that has been getting to know these channels, getting to know these points so intimately um, in terms of you like bringing up a, like, who do you, who, who do I go to a, as a, as an acupuncturist? I mean, really it's myself. Yeah. Um, and because I know, I know these points well enough. I mean, as, as strange as it might sound at first, I can, I can think about these points. I can meditate on these points and, and start getting the effects of them. And that's one of the things I like to say, like acupuncture can be training wheels. I mean, this is, this, this is another thing that's so nice about this modality is it's just a stainless steel needle. You know, it's not like we're injecting any kind of uh, substance into the body. It's only unlocking things that we already have. We just don't know, most of us don't know how to access it, but it can be like a, a set of training wheels to learn how to, how to access these, um, these functions inside of yourself. Um, and I think most of us know how to do that in a negative way. You know, we could probably summon up something that, uh, that we're worried about right now or that we're scared about, and, you know, we'll get that whole, bodily response or, or maybe the closest I think uh, a lot of us have to to, to this kind of um, ability is, uh, you know, maybe we could think about something uh, really delicious and describe that and maybe our mouths would start watering. But, you know, how often do we think about something that um, reminds us of something that felt really good, that made us feel uh, really happy, really healthy? If, if we do more of that, then, then that's, that's a kind of medicine in itself. So that's all to say, you know, when I'm in the treatment room and I'm uh, needling a point, um, uh, you know, it's got a very intimate connection already with that point and what I think uh, it, it can feel like and, and what it can do for that person. Uh, that's been one of the most powerful things for me. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Oh, you're wonderful so welcome. Catching thank up you. It's such a pleasure you. having a conversation with you. Well, I hope we have many more together. Me too. Um, so... Uh, Tell me, uh, tell, do you have any, like, projects that you want us to know about? Anything going on in your life that, you know, uh, that you would like to see? Like, you have a, you have a clinic, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, help, how do, uh, how do people find you? Okay. Um, well, you can find me on my website. I'm at, um, brianhuey.com. Um, so you can go there and kind of just see the, the different things that I'm, that I'm working on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I hear, um, I'm actually, I had a wonderful, uh, homemade lasagna from That's Brian, right. um, with noodles and all homemade. It was wonderful. Um, but in particular, we had this amazing bread that he mm -hmm. made himself with a traditional method. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been into, Oh, I'll, I'll just say, um, I, I, at this point in, in my practice with acupuncture, I'm starting to, to really try to figure out how, how can I use the thinking of acupuncture in all these different things. So like whether it's uh, fermenting foods, uh, whether it's uh, gardening or whatever. And so it's like, and then, and, then, and then the beautiful thing about that is then as I do these different practices, I'm, I'm actually learning a whole lot more about uh, acupuncture as well. Right. So they'll, they'll kind of get that, that back and forth. Right, which is precisely how Chinese, uh, the Chinese sages, the, the great acupuncturists of the past, 
That's I right. learned, you know, they, they mostly garden and do acupuncture on the side. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's thank been you. It's been a real pleasure. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. That concludes our interview with the wonderful Brian Huey. You can find him at brianhuey.com. And he is in near Roanoke, Virginia, in beautiful Fincastle. Um, thank you for listening. Keep asking questions. And as always, stay difficult. <laughs>